Well, welcome to a Panthers podcast on Panthers Radio. We're looking ahead to the weekend action and we'll be reflecting on a bit and bobs have gone in the past few days and some other bits and bobs from around the league. This week, I'm joined by John O'Bullard and the former Panthers netminder, Dan Green. Good evening, gents. Evening, everyone. Bit jealous of John O'Greener. He looks very snug in his, I guess that's that's an hoodie, isn't it, John O? It is, yeah, very. It's one of them sort of... Uh... Udi copies. Um, it's very nice and warm. I don't care how I look. I'm warm. Point, look, I probably, I've, got, I've got the at this time of year. I could probably pass three seventeen and stay another day. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the red version. I'm not wearing it, but that, I mean, I don't know why I'm showing it to people because get it on. But uh, <laughs> it makes. I always feel a bit like Homer Simpson. You know that episode where he wears that big dress. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> the and yeah, that, no. I feel like no. I, I put that on. I feel like a cross between Santa Claus and Homer Simpson. Now we know how stuff gets put on the on the website with that little, <laughs> little bird thing just pressing enter. <laughs> right, well, let's talk some hockey because that's what we're here for. Uh, Greener, it, I mean, it's, this is the festive period, really, isn't it? Starting with the, the game on Saturday. There, there's four great home games. Saturday nights against Guildford and Manchester. 27th against Sheffield and New Year's Eve against Coventry. There's nothing better, is there, than, than playing at a packed Motorpoint Arena over this time of year? No, definitely not. It, it's always the... Um, I always thought it was it was the best time of the year. Like you said, games come in thick and fast. Always really good crowds for the games. Big games, you know, obviously, especially the game against Sheffield, you'd probably highlight. But, yeah, you know, f- fans always turn out for them. You know, very... Uh, very Christmassy, and yeah, they're they're always always top top games normally. You know that as well, isn't it? Like the fans and and just you you just feel there's an, there's that extra anticipation because you know the crowds are going to be bigger. Yeah, um, you, you know that there's, there's going to be packed arenas. You know people are, are going to be happy because it's the festive period, and yeah, they're the sort of games that you that fans will mark at the start of the season when the fixtures come out. They'll look at the Christmas games. I think we we all we all know that the, the Sheffield game at Christmas is going to be a sellout well before the day of the game. So that and that's a tradition. But you know we've got the tradition with the Coventry New Year's Eve game as well that that's been going on for the past few years. That's normally a sellout. And then you've got the games leading up. I think I think we had Glasgow Friday or Saturday before Christmas last year, and that was a big big crowd. So I expect uh, these. Two games against Manchester and Guildford, especially with them being Saturday nights, will be big crowds as well. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, that the, the Manchester game is selling really well already. Uh, we're, you know, over half full a week and a bit in advance of the game. Sheffield's down to the final few hundred. Coventry, two-thirds full. And obviously, a decent crowd expected against Guildford on Saturday. Tickets are, are selling well. But if you haven't got your ticket, get yourself down because two excitingly matched teams. And, and that's really where we'll, we'll go, Greener. Um, the, the model that Panthers have used this year does remind me a lot of what Paul Dixon's been doing in Guildford for the for the past few years. Yeah, definitely. Lots of um, younger players, young, exciting you know, not necessarily big resume players, um, but guys that have come out of decent leagues, guys that have been handpicked by, you know, Jonathan and Omar, and they're kind of here for a specific reason. And, you know, we, we've seen guys, you know, lo- lots of goals so far, lots of exciting play. And obviously, like you said, um, Paul Dixon's kind of made that his 
his trademark in Guildford, bringing over guys that maybe not as well known, but they've turned out to be superstars. But a man flu, Greener. Not man flu, but definitely the uh, definitely the throat's going a little bit. Yeah, so uh, I apologise if I croak. No, me too. Me too. I'm. I'm yeah, I just I noticed that. I thought maybe. Uh, it was it. You maybe gave it some gave something to me the other day when we spent a few minutes in encore, or maybe could have been. Time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, John, are you fighting fit? You look okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have been as Dan will know. I have been suffering for the past few weeks. So I had a cold and I just couldn't shift it, but it seems to have finally, finally gone. So yeah, I'm actually okay. Not <laughs> suddenly started talking about that. See, Green is not really watching. He's watching football again, but not his beloved. Oh, it just reminds me, big game on Friday, Greener. Big game, yeah. Forest Tottenham. You're yeah, going, aren't you? Absolutely. Big, big, big game. I don't know. Maybe. I've got the chance. I'm, I'm going. You're going, Jono. Yeah, I'm working. I've actually got a job. I've got a job there at the uh, at the fan zone outside. Does that the, mean you get to go and watch the game as well? I, actually, I get to go and watch the game after, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm very happy with that. Well, yeah, awesome. Um, I do have a chance to go. So if things align for me, uh, maybe not. I mean, sorry, if things align for me, maybe, but... Anyway, look, we need to talk about hockey. Um, the, the Guildford game last time, Jono, was kind of the start. I think it was the start of a, a six-game winning run for the Panthers in league play. Uh, the, the night before, hadn't they been beaten by Sheffield? Was it that night? I don't know without confusing the yes, two. Yes, beat, beat by Sheffield in the cup the night before. 2 nil down and turned yeah. it around. And one in the shootout, yeah. One in the shootout, yeah. Lunquar and LeMay. You know that that I think that night we saw a lot of, of what this Panthers team is about. Mm. Yeah, definitely. They, it was a really really good performance. I mean, it they, they took a while to get going. They went two down quite early on, but then really fought back, uh, got it level, and then could have gone on and won the game. Had chances to win it. Um, went to OT. Went to penalty shots. Two two crackingly put away penalty shots as well. I think. Uh, Alexander Lundqvist was superb that won the game. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, it was a really, really good performance. And, and like you say, in the league, that set up a, a six-game winning streak. Yeah. It's interesting, just touching back on, on last weekend, it was, a, it was a funny weekend for Panthers. It was fine margins. I thought they were... And, and and I'll go to both of you in a minute, but I thought they were really firing on all cylinders against the Giants. And that game could have gone either way. Panthers more than deserved a point, if not more. Thought the power play was fantastic. They pinged it around nicely. The five-on-three power play goal was a thing of beauty. It's just what you got to do on a five-on-three power play. Get the netminder out of the position and, and score a great goal. Another beauty for Matthew LeMay. Brilliantly worked goal for, for Ollie's goals. Two and two now, that was at the time for, for Ollie. Jono, I, let, let's touch with, with Friday first. It was... It was really impressive, and they just came up a touch short. Yeah, they, they played really, really well. And the thing is that what really pleased me is the fact we went three, three, one down, and really battled hard to fight back to get level, uh, and scored two really good goals. Uh, and then in the third period, it could have gone either way. I, I think Belfast probably had a few, few more chances throughout throughout the game, but I was really impressed with with our compete level. Uh, the way we didn't give up, the way we really uh, got into them, got scoring chances. And, you know, and you're right. It, I feel we, we should have got something out of that game. And I think we deserve something out of that game. 
But then on Sunday against Coventry, although the shots on goal target were, you know, were slanted in Panthers' favour, they perhaps didn't have the jump I feel they had on Friday. Maybe had more puck possession. And you were there, and I was only watching on the webcast. And sometimes that can be deceiving, Jono. So perhaps you can have a have a look at what what you what you feel. But the, the kind of jump wasn't there. Um, I mean, okay, they only really lost by a couple because of an empty net goal. I always felt that they were in the game, but that kind of, I guess they, what I'm trying to say is the fluidity that was there on Friday wasn't quite there on Sunday. I'm going to disagree slightly because I thought we played well again on Sunday from, from what I saw. And the, the, the problem, the problem that we, that we had is we, we, we couldn't get the puck in the net and we had, we had a few chances, but Nolan Kent played superb in net for Coventry on Sunday night. He had a really, really good game. But uh, I, I thought we played well. We was passing it around. We had a lot of possession in the in the ozone, and a lot of shots on net. Like you say, we we just didn't get that bit of luck. Then the one time that that we we really broke down and gave Coventry a chance, they scored. Where you, uh, it was left right in front and and put it past um, Rock Stojanovic, and and then. Danny Christo's probably given a bit too much space on the power play. We, he la- he's allowed to skate around and he, he, he a very, very good finish to really? the fair that made it 2-0. Uh, and then Jake Ryzek popping up with, an, with another really good goal slammed into, into the roof of the net. And I think that, that gave us the chance and we absolutely peppered the Coventry goal from, from there, but then they got the empty netter. But uh, I thought we played well on Sunday night and again, I think, think we deserve something out of the game. Greener, when you lose a couple of games like that, though frustrating, does the dressing room, you know, you talk about how I spoke glowingly about Friday. John has just given some glowing glowing points about Sunday. Do you take comfort from that, even though there's, there's a loss? Yeah, I think absolutely. You know, like both of you have said, I think two very battling performances. On, on another weekend, we could have come away with three or four points. Um, it's just something that happens in sport sometimes. Um you know, very brave efforts. And like you said, if, if you go and get blown out twice, obviously, and you know, that's, that's awful, but to go into both of those rinks, lose by a goal, you know, obviously you want to win games, but I don't think they could have done much more. Like you said, Nolan Kent was excellent Sunday. <clears throat> and, you know, on another night, they, they could have easily won both of those games. So take the positives and move on. And it's, John, we've touched on this before. This is an exciting team to watch. I I can't remember when I've been this last excited by watching a team. You know, whether it wins trophies this year or not, and it's been through a hell of a season that no other team's ever had to go through. But, you know, putting that to one side and looking at the, just the thrill of watching this team, you know, I can't remember the last time I was this excited to go to the rink and think, you know, what's Carl Neal going to do today? You know, what's, you know, is Didri Kenbrunk going to beat someone for speed? What skills are we going to see from Otto Niemerman? You know, um, it, it's, it's, I'm trying to think, you know, I mean, the league winning, uh, the, you know, the league winning year, I don't know. There's so many the, players. The 20- that, Twenty team was was a good team to watch. The one, the, one, the pandemic year, yeah. Sam here team, uh, Julian yeah. Tolbert. Yeah, I, I, they they were they were good. But but this team, yeah, there's there's something about them 
there's and you're right there's an excitement about them when they go forward they they look like they're going to do something you've got players who contribute from all through the lineup and it's something me and Dan mentioned on commentary a lot Logan Nielsen looks like he's going to do something every time he's on the ice he, he brings something different and there's players like that on every single line all through the lineup it's it, it's you're right it's very exciting and I think what shows that is the way that the crowd respond to this team, which we've probably not had in the past few seasons, uh, with the crowd responding to what the team's doing on the ice. And, and then you say, well, the team's got to do something to get the crowds backing. This this team has the crowds backing pretty much from the off. And there's something that happens that brings the crowd into it a lot during the game. And, and that's not happened too much over the past few seasons. That's a brilliant point, Jono. And I go back to that team that you mentioned, the pandemic year, and and I, and that year started terribly, really, didn't it? And then um, it got built, it got stronger and stronger. And then just when the pandemic came, we were that team was close, wasn't it? It got to the semi-finals against Cardiff in the cup and th- frustratingly threw away a lead. Yeah, um, which I guess it would always be frustrated at that because I felt like it could have won a trophy. I remember there was a big game against Sheffield where if it had won, the league title could have just slipped back towards Nottingham's balance. So they were playing catch up, weren't they, at the time? I think. Mm. And but, and even yeah. though at the time of it stopping, there was it was still mathematically possible. I remember that swing with the Steelers at the time w- was quite devastating. But you're right. I don't think that team was exciting. It had maybe a bit more grit about it, but but it, I don't. You know, it had talent. And I think it had a player in in, in Sam Hare was one of those players who had the ability to take a whole team on his back, yeah, and carry them. Uh, you look at that New Year's Eve game against Coventry, yeah. where he scored four. <laughs> he was just he, he just was ridiculous that game. Uh, but he he was a captain in every sense of the word. He he. he completely led that team um you've got a lot of leaders in this team and this and team. I felt, yeah I felt in that team there was you know some passengers occasionally I don't think there's passengers in this team you, you look at as you said you look up and down the line screener and, and you see all four lines contributing mm-hmm. in different games and and depending on different you know that the lines do change around but the weekend before when we won in Cardiff and then had that overtime defeat to Dundee. I think there were six or seven different scorers. That there is real flair up and down that this roster. Yeah, like Jono said, we kind of say it on commentary quite a lot that you know you could really throw any line out. You know they've all got goal scorers on. They all work hard. Again, you know to echo Jono, if if it's you know Logan Nielsen with Kel Saul and someone else, you know. Even, you know, a line like that, sort of a um, a younger line, they'll go out, they'll be physical, they'll they'll create chances. And yeah, definitely, I think all throughout the line, forwards, Andy, two really strong goalies. I think whoever's on the ice is, is doing a really good job for the team at the moment. And what about Guildford away on Sunday, Jono? How different will that game be, do you think, to... to it is Guildford away Sunday, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. got we've got we're all double we're double headers for the month. We are so Guildford, 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 Manchester, Sheffield, and then Coventry. So yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Yeah, I hadn't figured that. That just hadn't clicked on me. You know, 
Guildford, I mean, I don't know where we feel they they are at the moment. I mean, like everyone else, like, you know, again, everyone's beating each other. The, the league table's quite clumped together apart from maybe Sheffield and, 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 and so forth. You know, where, where do you see Guildford in the scheme of things? They're improving. They've certainly improved over the last few weeks. Uh, 16 points from 16 games now. But only one play. I mean, Pan- this is what what's ridiculous. Panthers are in ninth now. Guildford are in eighth. But there's only between five at the bottom and Glasgow in third. There's five points gap, and that's ridiculous. Um, so you, you know, a four point weekend, and you could be you can be moving five, three, four, five, six places up the league. It's it's so close. But Guildford have. Definitely improved. I don't think they're as potent as what they were last season. They were, they were excellent last season and really gave the Giants a run, run for their money in, in the chase for the title. I don't think they're quite as good this season, but they're still a dangerous team. But we have already won there this season, and that's going to give the guys a lot of confidence because they know they can go there and win. Yeah, what do you think to, to Guildford this season, Greeno? I mean... As we say, that they're, they're perhaps I don't know. I mean, I've only seen glimpses of them, but hey, they went into Sheffield the other night. In fact, didn't they win earlier in the season and they went and got two again? Is that four points they've got out of Sheffield this year? No, just uh, they they've lost two home games to Sheffield uh, and then went to uh, the Utility Arena and won in a shootout on on Saturday. So. I, it was Glasgow I was thinking of who who won there the other night a few well, a couple of weeks ago didn't they two yeah. that, that was the one I was thinking of yeah yeah but Greener where where do you see they've obviously lost our boy Laco to to, to Glasgow yeah. yeah so we yeah he's driving there I think I think basically like like Jono said I think there may be last year they kind of came out of nowhere you know and they were like you know, amazing. If Belfast hadn't have had a, a record-breaking <coughs> year, they obviously would have won the league. But I think they maybe are not quite at that level. But like Jono said, they're kind of steadily improving. I think they probably had a few players that maybe didn't pan out. They've, they've made a couple of changes and they're kind of finding their feet. But, you know, guys like Cronella, Tate, Ben O'Connor, um, Ever, um, McAdam, really good goalie. So they, they, they definitely still have a good team. But Maybe not quite at the level they were at last year. And just looking um, around some of the results tonight, as we called this on on Wednesday, Jono, you pointed out uh, the the bit of the the big shock that the Cardiff have been beaten by Glasgow three one. That that's you know the start that Glasgow had, Jono. They pretty well. Their fans seem fed up. They're slowly turning things around, and this is a real eye-opening result for them to lose at home because they took the lead against against Cardiff at home, I think, and then ended did, up yeah. all three. And to skate into that arena, and they went two nil up early. Cardiff got it back through Josh Waller, but then oh, there's a name again for the books: Craig Ed getting the what turned out to be the winning goal at forty-two zero one. That's a hell of a result for the clan. Big, big result. So that's them into the semi-finals of the Cup. Currently third in the league. They, I think they've won something like four or five of their last six. So just goes to show, if you can put a run together in this league, you will you will go very far. Uh, and they're playing very well at the minute. Yeah, and, and one thing we didn't, when talking about Guildford, they are through 6-3 victory over five flyers, 3-2 win in Guildford tonight. But yeah, that's a great point, isn't it, Greener? Like about, I don't know, 
three, four weeks ago, I, I thought I think the clan fans were all wanting change, you know, and, and they were fed up. And it just shows because the league's so tight, if you can go on a three game winning streak or four, you're just gonna jump in the in the table here. Yeah, I mean, if if we can have a really good festive period, you know, like Jono said, we're kind of eighth or ninth now on, you know, January 1st, January 2nd, we could be third, fourth easily. Um, so, yeah, things do change very quickly. Glasgow, great example. Um, and, you know, Sheffield, the opposite of that. They've started, you know, almost unbeatable, flying high, but you just never know, you know, a couple of injuries or, you know, things change and teams go in slumps. So lots to play for for everyone. But, yeah, both both Guildford and Glasgow, probably with, with quite poor starts, really, but both seem to have turned that corner. So making for a very uh, even, entertaining league season so far. Yeah, very interesting for the win percentages. Sheffield's out in front with with 0.83, Cardiff second, 0.72, then Nottingham, 0.63. Then you've got Glasgow with with point five nine, but again you you go back to to the to the about how everyone can beat everyone, Jono. Everyone's playing five hundred hockey or better, apart from the five flyers. Yeah, uh, and and that ju- that just goes to show how competitive the league is this season, with probably the exception of Sheffield, who who played very very well. Um, but yeah, any team, I know it's a cliche, but any team can beat any other on any given night, such as the competitiveness now of the Elite League. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, from a neutral's point of view, that's what you want. You want a competitive league. You want a league where everyone has got a chance of winning. You, you don't want, you know, teams that are, you, where you, like almost guarantee they're going to lose every week and then teams where you almost guarantee they're going to win every week. You want competitiveness and that's what keeps the league healthy. I think that's a great point. Uh, to be fair, even if you're not a neutral, I mean, yeah, it's great if your team wins the league by 50 points, but I think, you know, even to, to have exciting games every week is is what we all enjoy. Well, I think that's about it, guys. Thanks very much for, for listening. As we mentioned, there's still tickets available for the weekend. Saturday is, to me, is the start of the festive run of games. Guildford Flames at the Motor Point Arena, 7 o'clock. Uh, get your tickets online, or you can pay on the on the door, effectively. Go to the box office ahead of face-off, and you can pay that way if you wish. So we hope to see you on Saturday at the Motor Point Arena or in the post-game podcast, which will bring you after the game against Guildford Flames. But for now, thanks for joining us. <laughs>